Good morning, everyone. I'm just, well, at least it's morning for me. It's uh, Wednesday morning, November the 20th, and I'm uh, sitting in my office doing some reading after spending some time in prayer and just thinking a lot today about the amazing and mysterious concept of God's grace. I remember a video I watched once of uh, Brennan Manning, uh, author and former Catholic priest, just an amazing author. He wrote the Ragamuffin Gospel, uh, spoke a lot about grace at the end of his life in, in his later years, just before dying, uh, made a video. And the title of the video was All is Grace. And it's a short video. You might be able to find it somewhere. But it, in, in that video, he talks about this thought that really everything is the grace of God. Everything that happens, everything around us is the grace of God in some way, shape, or form. And that really got me to thinking, that really resounded with my soul with this thought that I've had for many, many years now, that everything is sacramental. You know, everything in creation is sacramental. You know, this idea of what a sacrament is is, is kind of a theological concept that in Western Christianity, Protestants and Catholics have argued over for centuries. You know, the Catholics say there's seven sacraments identified. The Protestants say, no, there's only two. And and I think they both miss the point. The point is everything is sacramental because this, a sacrament is the grace, the energy of God at work in our world to bring us his favor in one way, shape, or form. Uh, so when I look around, whether it's a beautiful view on a mountaintop or standing on an ocean beach and looking at the wonder and the immensity of the depths of the sea, uh, or looking at the stars of the heavens on a clear night in the middle of the Midwest where you can see amazing uh, starlight and, and wide open skies, all of those things just bespeak to us the very grace and nurturing love of our God. In, in the beauty of his creation. And then when we kind of come back down off the mountaintop or off of the beach or or back inside out of the wonderful skylight uh, at night, we, we remember life and all of the ways life beats us up. Um, and it's right then that we really need to remember, as Brennan Manning said, that all is grace. And I want to just have a conversation about that or maybe begin a conversation about that. Uh, this morning, this idea that that everything is grace. Uh, there's a passage from the Ragamuffin Gospel, uh, written by Brennan Manning, titled "The Ragamuffin Gospel: Good News for the Bedraggled, Beat Up, and Burnout. Out." If you've never read it, you really need to. It is just a powerful, powerful remembrance of of uh, of what this life is like and how God loves us and reaches out to us. Let me read you a passage from it that struck me. And it's it's a fairly lengthy passage, so hang with me here. It, it says this, and I quote, Because salvation is by grace through faith, I believe that among the countless number of people standing in front of the throne and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palms in their hands, and then parentheses, see Revelation 7, 9, I shall see the prostitute from the Kit Kat Ranch in Carson City, Nevada, who tearfully told me that she could find no other employment to support her two-year-old son. 
I shall see the woman who had an abortion and is haunted by guilt and remorse, but did the best she could faced with grueling alternatives. The businessman, besieged with debt, who sold his integrity in a series of desperate transactions. The insecure clergyman, addicted to being liked, who never challenged his people from the pulpit and longed for unconditional love. The sexually abused teen, molested by his father and now selling his body on the street, who, as he falls asleep each night after his last trick, whispers the name of the unknown God he learned about in Sunday school. But how, we ask? Then the voice says, and he quotes again from Revelation, they have washed their robes and have made them white in the blood of the Lamb. End quote. There they are. There we are. The multitude who so wanted to be faithful, who at times got defeated, soiled by life, and bested by trials, wearing the bloodied garments of life's tribulations, but through it all clung to faith. My friends, if this is not good news to you, you have never understood the gospel of grace. And that's the end of the quote from the book. Wow. (laughs) Stop and think about that for a minute with me. Think about all the things in your own life that you struggle with, that you that you don't understand, that perhaps you're even mad at God about, uh, that you question God about. Uh, I hope those listening to me, you, the things that you're that are on your heart aren't as horrible as the things that that he shows in his book, people that he's worked with and talked to and ministered to through the years. But yet at the same time, I know that they might be. Life is pretty difficult. But when we keep our eyes open, to the concept that everything is grace, that God is surrounding us everywhere with his love, with his mercy, and his grace, then we can cry out to him. We can cry out to him from the midst of our pain. Like I think the one that struck me so much was that 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 boy whispering the unknown name of the God he learned in Sunday school. That comment really grabbed me. Uh, Because I I just believe that God hears the faintest cry of every person. They may not even know who they're reaching out to. They don't know Jesus Christ, the Lord of life, the giver of life, the Holy Spirit. They don't know any of these things. But the good news is that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit knows them. He knows us. As the Psalms remind us, he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As other scripture says, I think about that so much when I'm doing funerals. From dust you came and to dust you shall return, scripture tells us. But in between, from the coming of dust and to the returning to the dust, in between is a lot of life, whether short or long, Uh, that is filled with pain. It's just not possible to get out of this life without pain. But in that pain, uh, let us remember that it wasn't possible for Jesus to get out of this life without pain, and and he was God. Uh, And if he had to suffer, then we too must suffer. Let's remember that Christianity is at its very heart a call 
to suffering, a call to die. No, we don't go looking for suffering. Believe me, there's enough out there that will come to us. Uh, we would never go looking for it. That that's That's masochistic. That's wrong. But trust me, when it comes, open your heart to try and see grace somewhere around you. The smile of a person maybe that walks past you on the street. Or like we said earlier, the, the stars in the heavens or or the wonder and the beauty and the grandeur of creation. And just know that there's more to life than this pain and this suffering. This will all pass away. Everything is temporary. Everything is passing away. But there's more coming. There's true life coming. There's real life coming. There's real joy coming. And it's in the kingdom of God. And and then perhaps you can even hear the voice of of Jesus calling out to you uh, with a message of grace that says, you know what, that kingdom that's coming, it's it's even here right now. In, in a form, in a way, it is here now. The kingdom of God, as Jesus so often said, is within us. So when we, when we turn to him and we recognize his grace and we let him fill us and save us and redeem us and heal us and touch us in, in, in every way, the kingdom of God has come. So this morning, I just wanted to say a few words about the idea of grace, that grace is all around us, that grace fills us everywhere, that everything is grace. So God bless you today. Take these thoughts of grace with you and may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ fill you this day. Amen.